The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a stretch of level ground with a great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon. And raising his eyes towards his disciples, He said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. For behold, your reward will be great in heaven. For their ancestors treated the prophets in the same way. But woe to you who are rich. For you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are filled now. For you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now. For you will grieve and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. The Gospel of the Lord. From time to time we will encounter someone whom we at one time knew to be someone who was committed to the truth. And also committed to goodness. Someone of great moral character, we would call them. And over time, they began to lose that vision of truth. To lose the desire for goodness. To compromise that moral character and sometimes lose it all together. Maybe someone close to us, a friend, a family member. Somehow, because of the culture in which they live, or the friends that they've taken, or just the convenience of the world in which we live, it was easier to ignore the truth and to reject goodness. As I said, there may be someone very close to us in which we have seen that. There's a certain fear, it seems, of the world in which they live. 
They'd become quite comfortable with rejecting what was once quite certain. Our Lord deals with that in today's Gospel. He speaks about that which is blessed and that which is woeful. St. Matthew has eight Beatitudes. St. Luke records four, but he gives the four woes as well. He begins by saying, Blessed are you who are poor. The poverty he's speaking of is a poverty of spirit in the sense that we are willing to empty ourselves of all things that in some some way would compromise that which we have been called to be, that would compromise our relationship to God, that would allow us to somehow wander away from that which we once considered to be absolute. That emptying can be very painful because we are used to trusting in the things of this world to give us consolation. They may be very good things, too, We have chosen them as that upon which we place our hope. The Lord says, no, that sense you must be poor. When you read the writings of the saints, particularly the mystics, let's take St. John of the Cross, how he emptied himself of any attachment to things physical or spiritual, even though he loved deeply. He goes on to say, blessed are you who are now hungry, Hungry for what? Hungry for God. We have a hunger for God. Have we lost that too? We've lost a real desire, a real passion for God. We are hungry for other things now, for things of this world. Again, we've been trained to do that. It seems, doesn't it, that the one virtue in our world is tolerance. We must tolerate the intolerable. And we've given in to that to a great extent, which is why to become poor to all things and to be hungry for God is difficult for us because we've tolerated the things that compromise that. And then he says, And blessed now are you who are weeping, for you will laugh. Weeping and mourning for what? Over our sins? We don't do that anymore, do we? Sin is something we try to push away. The one th- there's a mass in the Missal, occasionally I'll use it, I can't use it on Sundays, um, that prays for the gift of tears, tears for our sins. Prays for that gift, to be sorry for our sins, because then we can be free, and then we have, know what real laughter is all about, what real joy is all about. Because remember, real joy doesn't come from the emotions up, which is the way our world sees it. You whoop up your emotions and you'll be just fine. The church, no, you won't be. Real joy comes from an overflow of the intellect, from a knowledge of what is true and good. That's where real joy comes from. It comes down into the emotions. We've forgotten that in a world that's obsessed with creating false joy. So sorrow for sin, and you will laugh. Hopefully we can laugh because of the freedom we have for God's forgiveness. And blessed are you when people hate you, exclude and insult you, and denounce your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice and leap for joy on that day. Imagine. Your reward will be great in heaven. Many of you here are familiar with Abby Johnson. Um, when did she speak at that night? Was it last year? Two years ago. 
She was a woman who was at the very heart of the abortion industry with Planned Parenthood. And all of a sudden, she woke up and she left and became a real crusader for life. She's paid for that by rejection. Uh, she's paid for it uh, by not just losing friends, but people who are actually attacking her constantly. But she won't give up. Fine, let them insult her. Uh, that's fine. Because she, she knows what she has to do. And then he turns around and begins with the woes. Woe to you are rich. What? The opposite, full of this world's things. That's all that you can focus on. Um, remember the bumper sticker. Um, in the end, the one with the most toys wins. No, they don't. Uh, that's not the kind of riches to which we are called. You have received your consolation. We can have many things in this life and enjoy them. But if our hope lies in that, if our comfort lies in that, we cannot be followers of Jesus Christ. Woe to you who are filled now. Filled with what? This world's goods. You know, we've lost that concept of that emptying heaven, even fasting. We have a number of our students now who are on a new project called Exodus 90. And for, ni- for 90 days, they have to do great penances. These are our younger students. Um, and they have to read the book of Exodus. That importance of, e- of emptying oneself in order to be filled. But woe to you who are filled now with the things of this world, who are dependent upon them once again, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now. We live in a world that laughs at all the wrong things, don't we? We do. We, we laugh at things that we should consider appalling, sinful, things we've learned to tolerate once again. We laugh at them. Um, we shouldn't be laughing because our Lord tells us, you will grieve and weep because you've laughed at all the wrong things. Uh, you fail to run when you should have run. And woe to you when all speak well of you, for their ancestors treated the false prophets in this way. If we are what we are, people are not going to always speak well of us. From time to time, if we are insulted for the right reason, we should give thanks to God. Most of us have never really had to experience much, even to be spat upon. We would consider that the ultimate outrage. And yet, how many people do have to suffer as a result because of their faith? because they live it. And if we do live it, the world will reject us. Uh, If we actually speak as we are supposed to speak, we will experience that, and things will become uncomfortable at times. I'm reminded, you know, of a a verse by Alexander Pope. He said, uh, Vice is a monster. So frightful in mean. As to be hated needs only to be seen. But seen too oft, familiar with her face, we first endure, then pity, then embrace. And sadly, that's the truth, isn't it, often? When we spend too much time around evil, we begin to be taken up and absorbed into it. But as we begin to change, We begin to experience the laughter and the freedom the Lord wants us to experience. I mentioned this before, what C.S. Lewis said. People will sometimes say to me, well, that's just who I am. Really? Who said you had to be that way? If a dog tells me that, I'll accept it. But don't expect me to accept it from you. That's not just who you are. You are who you choose to be. Animals cannot. Trees cannot. 
Trees don't decide one day they want to be a piece of marble. They remain trees. But human beings can change. Again, C.S. Lewis said, we, most people tend to become what they pretend to be. So if we really want to be the heroes, the heroic figures that the gospel calls us to be, we have to begin by becoming something we thought perhaps we shouldn't, wasn't natural to us. Fine. So it isn't convenient. So it demands something that we had never expected to have to give. Let it be that. Keep those words. We first endure, then pity, then embrace. Not for us. Uh, The kingdom of God calls us to a new kind of love a love the world will not accept, a love which the world will reject. But you and I have to be the ones who are now setting the world on fire. The enemy has been doing it for a long time. It's now time for the friends of God to pick up that banner. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the redemption that has been won for us in the blood of your Son, and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will empty themselves of all things for the sake of the kingdom of God and be free to proclaim the kingdom, especially the church suffering, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, for the healing of races, for racial harmony, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that they proclaim the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of heaven is theirs as they unite themselves to the Lord. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected truth and goodness, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, for an end to abortion and euthanasia in all of its forms, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, especially from our own parish and diocese, those young men and women who will empty themselves in a unique way in order to make present the gospel. For a greater reverence for the witness of marriage and the single life, we may protect those values and the uniqueness of the family. We pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, they will be visible signs of the kingdom of God. Uh, we pray to the Lord. Lord for all of our youth who are on the John 635 retreat this weekend, for all of our young people preparing for the sacrament of confirmation, they will be open to the coming of the Holy Spirit. We pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. Amen. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Amen. And on this weekend in particular, for our president and all those in public office, they will serve courageously and with virtue, we pray to the Lord. Lord for all of us here, the people will see in us a hunger for the kingdom of God, we pray to the Lord. Lord
We now turn our prayers to those of the refuge of sinners as we sing. Thank you. 